0: In. It's 2-1! It's
1: saved
2: by Walter! Incredible scenes here in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand! Championship bound Ipswich Town!
1: Hello everybody, welcome along to the second episode of the official Ipswich Town podcast. Loads to get through this week. And we are envision. If you're watching us on Town TV, hello, wherever you are in the world, welcome along. Thanks for joining us. Loads to get through, as mentioned. It's the tale of two Georges this week. First up, we welcome George Hurst back to Portland Road. And he tells us it is great to be back in town.
0: It's where I want to be. And so for me, it was just a case of, you know, doing everything I can in the summer to try try and make it happen.
1: We'll also be hearing from one of the new faces of Town TV. And you may recognise him. It's Curly from Soccer AM. I've worked at a lot of
3: football clubs and even been to it, switching and film You Know The Drill with Jimmy and that. So now to be hosting Town TV with the other guys will be absolutely brilliant.
1: We also hear from striker Natasha Thomas who looks ahead to a new season for our women's team where the ambitions are abundantly clear.
4: We need to get into the championship. We will get into the championship and, and that's the goal for now. We're also in the Cobold stand where we catch up with Emma Knight who tells us
1: about some new exciting hospitality options coming soon to Portland Road and we finish off this episode by talking to playoff winning manager George Burley who says he's excited for what's to come from Kieran McKenna and his team.
2: We are renowned for our football nutcase and it's great
1: to have it back again. Loads to get through as mentioned this week. Let's start by hearing from someone who made a significant contribution to the promotion winning campaign last season and is here to stay. George, it's probably a question that's been asked you a million and one times. How pleased are you to be back here at Portman Road?
0: Yeah, delighted. You know, it's just sort of felt like, the place that I needed to be, felt like home. Um, I, Even though I was only here for sort of six months the last time, I really sort of left the end of the season, you know, going back up to Sheffield, feeling like this is where I want to come, like this is where I want to be. And so for me, it was just a case of, you know, doing everything I can in the summer to try, try and make it happen. And, you know, obviously now it's, now it's happened and I'm here and um, getting back in amongst it with the lads, it's, yeah, delighted.
1: What was the summer like for you going back to your parent club, loads of changes there, yeah. And sort of waiting it out.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird one, really. It's you know, I like I say I I had in my head that I wanted to be back here, and I went back in at Leicester. You know, did my training, and it was just a case of you know, I, I went and spoke to sort of the ne- the necessary people, if you like, and just sort of expressed where my head was at with it, really, and and that sort of got the ball rolling with it, and uh, yeah, here I am.
1: Where was your head?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that's any secret. It won't be any any surprise to, to, to most people. It's I, like I said, I, I loved my time here. I, I, I put that on record, and you know, to to have the opportunity to come back here, I spoke to the gaffer, I spoke to to Mark Ashton at length as well, and you know, he, he even kept in contact with most of the boys this summer. Um, Chappers was ringing me every every other day asking for an update, seeing if I was coming back. So, yeah, it, it was it was nice to give him give him the message when when I was coming back that it was all all getting done.
1: It feels like, I mean, look, you're a young man, um, that you are going to become one of those players who will be described as a nomadic striker, one of them proper front men. It takes a while for someone like that to find a home, and you used the word home in in the first question. After having multiple clubs, having had loan spells, having kind of been shoved from pillar to post and, and living out of suitcases, how did this become home?
0: it was, just speaking to the boys, like when I first came into the change room, it was, it was such an easy change room and environment to be in, you know, there's no, there's no egos, there's no, you know, people who you can't get along with, you can, you can be sat at dinner with any single one of the lads in that changing room and, and feel like, you know, it's not going to be awkward, it's you can just sit there and talk rubbish to people all day long, really. Um, so for me, it was like, the second I walked through the door, I just felt comfortable, I got in with all the boys, got in with the staff and, and just like the way the staff worked and, and, and how the boys trained. So obviously then when that translates onto the pitch and you know the, in perform my performances personally start improving and, and I start getting the goals that that I felt like I was deserving. Then you come to the end of the season, you get promoted and, and that in itself forms that little bit of an extra bond with the lads that you're with. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, I went back to Sheffield and I sort of felt like it was home. I felt like that's here's where I've enjoyed my football the most over, over the course of my short career so far. Um, I just want to keep that going
1: Take us deeper Into the dressing room Who fosters that That culture That togetherness The the no egos The no You know what heads Policy Because yeah. you hear a lot of managers And players talking about That policy yeah. But who fosters that Is it the gaffer Is it Well, I can't call him the gaffer He doesn't like being called gaffer The manager Is it Kieran Or, or does it come from Some of the, the Senior figures in the dressing room Where does it come from
0: I think it's It's a culture right the way Through the club And I think that's Massive in terms of, you know, the players, it's all right, the players leading it and the players do lead it. Like there's, you know, if, if anyone's ever sort of going down that path to, to be one of those people, it's like, you've got a whole change room of lads who are going to pull them up on it um, and they're going to sort of let them know what they think. And, and I think that's that's what you need. You need that honesty in a changing room. And like I said, going back to it running through all the way through the football club, it's no good having the players that are on board with it. And, you know, you've got members of staff who aren't or, you know, you've, you've got the hierarchy who aren't. So I always find that when you've got that base, like the base cause, the values that run all the way through the club, it's sort of, you, the, the club doesn't want to sign you if you don't fit into those values. And, you know, it's it's all right signing good players and having good players in the team. But if you've got players that, that nobody likes, then, then it's sort of it, it can cause a little bit of friction. And there's not been a single second where I've felt like I've been in a changing room where it's been, even close to that while I've been here and it's just like I say, it's 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 coming in day to day, it's enjoyable, you know, you sort of form friendships with these boys and um I play a lot of golf with Chappers, so me and him are, and him are pretty tight at the Can minute.
1: Can we call him Agent Chappers now? Is Agent it Agent chappers? chappers? I
0: mean, yeah, you could refer to him as that. You know, he was on my case all summer, so I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's too far off.
1: In terms of your ambitions personally, look, we know this is a a big football club and and everyone wants to to do well and everyone wants to have a a successful return back to the Championship. What are your personal ambitions? What do you want to achieve here over the next four years?
0: Um, I just want to become a better player Um, and I think that might sound a little bit cliche but it's. I I spoke with a gaffer the other day about this and and he was sort of asking me what goals I'd set myself for this season and, and going forward and and I just—I'll tell you what I told him. It was—it was very much like I, I've been in the past where you know I've said right by Christmas I want this many goals or I want to finish on this many goals, and you know there's times where you don't get there, and it's it's sort of like a little bit of a, a little bit of a failure in your own head, um, and I think that's something that, that it's not too healthy. So for me, it's as long as I'm coming in on a Saturday, you know, I'm, I'm getting on with the boys, I'm I'm doing my part for the team, whether I've scored five goals or whether I've scored fifteen goals, as long as I'm playing my part and normally we're winning games and the gaffer can come in after the game and say, I thought you were good today. Like that that for me is is the main thing and you know I know the levels I can get to and and over the next four years having moved here permanently I feel like I've got that stability to go and sort of take my game to that next level without worrying about what's gonna happen in the summer or the next transfer window, where am I going to be, am I going to be on loan? Am I going to be here or there? So for me it's just about really getting my head down now and um sort of really putting the work in and hopefully just becoming the best player I can be while I'm here.
1: Going back to last season, seven goals, you had a big impact and, and sometimes mid-season just having someone that will get you five, six, seven goals, Just it offers such a, a, a refresh in January. Do you have any stand-up moments from last campaign, bar obviously winning promotion because um, I know our producers here have, yeah. have, have a few, but do you have any?
0: I have to say first and foremost the Barnsley, the Barnsley goal for me. Um and not even just the way in which I scored the goal, it was like the whole feeling around it. And you know, when I run off and celebrate and I still look back at the goal now and I look at the celebration and I like I can't really remember why I ran off or was acting the way I was. It was just sort of instinct and like in the moment and I look back at the videos of when it goes in and all the fans go, go wild and it's just little moments like that that, that that tend to really stick with you. And then going back in the changing room after the game, it was—I think that was sort of the first time that, throughout that run, that from the end of the season where we did really so we did so well, that was after that game. It's probably the first time we sort of let ourselves think like, right, we, we, we're actually gonna we're gonna do this now.
2: Hurst has managed to hold off Anderson, and Hurst is driving through. Dangerous Ripswich, Colin Chaplin up with him. It's Hurst! It's two! It's two! It's yeah. down! George Hurst.
0: Well, he fluffed his lines earlier, but he didn't that time. A wonderful solo goal from George Hurst.
1: Tell us about the dressing room. Look, you've talked a lot about Agent Chaplin, but there's some big characters in there. There's people with a lot of experience, you know, for a big football club
0: yeah massive you know just little things like when I first signed here in January on loan I must have been signed half an hour and 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 skip um it it texts me already you know asking about welcoming to the club and you know if I need anything let him know and and it's just those little details you know that that experience and little things like that just help you feel so comfortable and sort of takes the stress away of meeting all the boys straight away um and like you said, the wealth of experience he's got, you know, Shawnee, like I spoke to Shawnee on the back of the coach about about his career and, and where he spent time in his career and stuff like that. And some of the stories, like unless you hear them first-hand, like, you, you, you probably never hear them. Um, and just hearing their experiences, what they've been through, it's it's massive. But then on the other hand, you've got people like Chappers and Wes, who, who, who are absolute donuts, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, Jokers any just, examples just non-stop honestly there's probably too many to count i'd be sitting here racking my brain all day trying to think of a single example it's it's more just the little things every day it's you know just relentless with it but every change room needs it and you know without people like wes and and Chaffers who are going around cracking jokes and and having the lads off a little bit it's it, it won't work so yeah we've got a really good mix of sort of wealth and experience but at the same time we've got the the youthfulness as well that sort of really really does gel well together. Where,
1: where do you fit on that scale?
0: I like to say I'm pretty middle of the board you know like I said I've, I've been on quite a few loans so even though I'm only 24 I feel I feel pretty experienced but at the same time when when something's going on I like to get involved as well.
1: You've got a lot of training kit yeah. that's what I say. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah exactly. A lot <laughs> of training kit. Yeah. Um, I- I- In terms of Portman Road, it's a special place, yeah. isn't it? It really is a special place. Yeah. How excited are you to get started again? I know pre-season is here, there's still uh, the tour to look forward to and, and plenty of pre-season games, but Sunderland on the opening day, its yeah. nothing better, is there? Massive.
0: Uh, it it's, you know, As soon as the last season finishes, you look forward to the first couple of weeks that you can just sort of relax and do nothing. And then for the next four or five weeks that you're off, your mind's just sort of dreading pre-season and getting back into that. So... Once you've then got pre season out of the way, it's it's sorta of all eyes on the first game of the season. The boys I, I know the boys are itching to itching to get there and I think all the boys are in a good spot. I've 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 come in and, you know, with being injured playing a little bit of catch up. Um but training, the boys are looking fit, they're looking sharp and and you can see the work they've been putting in on the training pitch day in, day out. So for me it's just about getting in in amongst that again and yeah, getting getting the work done towards the first game of the season
1: When you look at Portman Road any yeah. locations for celebration What do players always go after the corners?
0: I, I don't know I think it's just a bit of a, a bit of a momentum build I don't I don't really know it just adds a bit of suspense and um, it's just one of those things it's, it's a weird feeling like if you put it in the back of the net and just stand still it's a bit like a bit of an anticlimax. so I think they run off to the corner it's sort of something that, that that pretty much everybody does these days um, I know definitely myself it's yeah, I'm gonna have to work on work on a couple of celebrations for the first game of the season. Hopefully, so for the
1: first game. Yeah, yeah, I like that yeah, fighting definitely. talk. I um, I'm good pals with a, another player who plays in the championship, and he he listens to his kids. His son tells him what celebration to do, yeah. and some of them are nutty, like yeah, animal I mean. impressions and yeah. and like you know a pigeon yeah. and, and stuff. Is my could you could you lean on anyone for any advice, maybe?
0: Um, I've actually got a story about. It, so I'm trying to think. It was it? I think it was a derby game. Um. My girlfriend and all her family came. She's got a little little five-year-old brother um, who's quite a bit younger than obviously the rest of the family. Um, and he sent me a video. Uh, he sent me a text and sent me a video of him doing a celebration. And who knows why? It was, it was him sort of stood holding a bottle of wine. Um, yeah, he's only five, which obviously makes it even funnier. So he, uh, he said that was my celebration. And, and, and they were at the game. And as I scored, they'd just gone to the toilet. Um, so they didn't actually see me do the celebrations. Then I was showing them the videos after the game, and, and I did the celebration. So he's a he's a celebration man at the minute. So I'll be, I'll be ringing him up over the next couple of weeks. To, What's his to name? He's called Killian. Killian. Yeah, he's called Killian. Get planning, pal. Yeah, get so planning. I'm gonna have to get him to get his get his notepad and pen out and start planning a few celebrations this season. Hopefully,
1: how many goals are we looking for this season from you?
0: Um, it goes back to what I say. It's you know any striker wants twenty goals if you can be that that striker that scores 20 goals a season you know you're going to be firing your team towards the right end of the table and um, and, and that's I'm no different that's that's where I'm at with it but at the same time I, I'm not really putting my pressure on myself on myself to you know this is the number I need to hit or or anything like that for me it's if I'm going out there week in week out and, and playing well you know doing the other sides of it keeping hold of the ball being aggressive running the channels working defenders and that puts us at the top of the table coming into the season but i finished with five goals and then for me that's yeah that, that I've, I've done my job i've, I've done my work with the, with the team and so obviously every striker wants to score goals that's what i'm going to be judged on but i know the gaffer's very big on the goals will come if as long as you're doing doing everything else right
1: i'm more focused on planning for killian how many does he
0: need to like plan for is <laughs> hopefully a few hopefully yeah. a few i'm i'm, I'm going to get him to do 20 um good i'm going to get him to do 20 and then if we need any more than that, then we're doing all right.
1: In terms of family, I mean, how yeah. important is it for you now to find a proper home? As you say, going on all these loans, mm-hmm. coming from way up north, this yeah. is a a little bit of a different place, but it's yeah. it's still a it's a big old town and and somewhere you're gonna have as your home for at least the next four years.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of for me, it's it's I've like I say I've I've lived all over the place. I, I was in Belgium for a year. I've I've been down in Portsmouth, which is just as far, if not a little bit further, and so for me, it's 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 not too bad. I, I've never been, I've never been one to mind it. It's it's more, you know, from a missus for 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 my family and you know, not seeing family and friends. It's it, it's it's obviously hard and, and takes a bit of getting used to. But we've got uh, on about getting a dog pretty soon, so that I'm sure that'll keep us company for at least the first few months while it's while it's running around and causing havoc. But yeah, big dog, a proper dog, yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. like a little uh, boxer dog. A oh, uh, little boxer. So, um, my first pet, which so probably be interesting for you early mornings and, and all that sort of stuff for the next couple of months. But no, it's exciting. Like I said, we've we're, we're going to move down here and um sort of make it as, as homely as possible as we can for the next for the next however long I'm here. So for me, I'm just just focused on you know getting getting back into it and yeah getting settled in and, and hopefully everything else takes care of itself. I'm Sam Morsi, and you are listening to the official Ipswich Town pod.
1: Great to hear from town striker George Hurst. Cannot wait to see him back playing on that Portman Road carpet this season. By the way, we here at the official Ipswich Town Podcast, we are looking for a sponsor. So if you want your name, your business or anything else affiliated with us and out and about to thousands of town fans, please do get in contact via the ITFC website. Up next, though, we are going to talk to a new face on Town TV. It's Curly from Soccer AM.
3: It is Curly from Soccer yes. How's it going? It's going all right. Very happy to be here. Yeah. Um, sort of came out of the blue. The legend Marcus gave us a call over the summer and we had a little chat and um, here we are. The launch of Town TV. First games live on uh, the 28th of July. Werder Bremen and RP Leipzig. James and Matt will be out there bringing you all the
1: action. So yeah. I hear you good pals with former town midfielder Jimmy Bullard. Is he going to be making any like, sort of rogue appearances here and there?
3: yeah I hope so. I've known Jimmy for about five years, maybe even longer actually. It's a long time being Jimmy's friend. It takes its toll on you. Let me say that he's uh he's a great character, a great person, and he's a football legend um on and off the pitch he's he's a great character, so hopefully we can get him down here. I'm sure he'd love to. He's actually already said that he'd be up for it. so
1: how excited are you you know to be here to be at town t v to be part of something which is just going to change the face of a football club.
3: To be honest with you, it is absolutely brilliant. Like, I didn't expect this to come so soon after leaving Soccer AM. I'd been there for 16 years and spent the last five years predominantly working on their social media, presenting stuff, off my own back, sort of producing, presenting all the content. So when Marcus gave me a call and had a chat, straight away from speaking to him, I knew that the club was going places. I mean, I'm only in Essex anyway, so I know about the club. Um, but everything he's said to me about the direction that the football club's going, it's only going one way. The stuff that's going on around the stadium at the minute, the new kits that are out, being back in the championship, Norwich, the Derby's back. So to be a small part of that is massive for me, especially coming out of something that I've been at for 16 years. And I've worked at a lot of football clubs and even been to Ipswich and filmed, you know, the drill with Jimmy and that. So now to be hosting Town TV with the other guys, will be absolutely brilliant.
1: Most importantly, how can people uh, get Town TV and what can they expect from it?
3: So all the information is on itfc.co.uk. You get all the the behind-the-scenes exclusive content, which includes a Day in the Life with Wes Burns in Austria, the infamous cricket match. We all saw that. It went viral. All the live games, all the live coverage. And if you want to be at the heart of it, Town TV is the place to be.
1: And one of the faces joining Curly on Town TV this season will be legendary town striker Natasha Thomas. How's it going?
4: Yeah, really good, thank you. How about you?
1: Yeah, all good, all good. Um, Great to have you on with us. Um, How's your summer been?
4: It's been really good. So it started off with um, going off on holiday, making sure I was just making some time for my family. Um, We've been back in about three weeks now, so we're working hard on the training ground Um, At the moment, we're over on the Bent Lane um, area, which is really good. Um, The facilities are great, so yeah, we're really enjoying it.
1: When you look back at last season, um, what can you take from it?
4: Um, I think for us, it is a lot of learnings. Um, We didn't start off so great, so I think that did pay a part in us not getting promoted. Um, But we finished really strong towards the end, and at the end of the day, we knew that's what we wanted to do, so... We're glad that we did that. Um, unfortunately, we did lose out on goal difference. But again, we know we gave it our all towards the end of the season. So that's all we could have asked of each other and, and the team itself.
1: A lot of people talk about the about women's football and men's football kind of running in parallel and how success on both sides fuels each other. Would you say that's
4: correct? 100%. Um, we're at the last game of the season, obviously, knowing that town going to get promoted to the championship And we all just looked at each other and just thought we want a piece of this for ourselves. Obviously, it is as a club as it it is as well. But we wanted to have that feeling of what all the boys have just gone through. So, yeah, it's going to be a big season this season. And we know we're going to have to absolutely put everything into it.
1: Personally for you, what what are you looking to achieve this season? Because, look, you're a fantastic goal scorer. I mean, your record speaks for itself and, and you must be incredibly proud of that. Is it just simply a case of going out there and just scoring more and more and more?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think for me also, it's about the assists and ensuring that I'm doing the hard work off the ball as well as on the ball. Um, and also, I think for me, it's what we do off, off the pitch, not just on the pitch. So I think I just want to keep making sure that I'm fit and that we can push on more and hopefully we'll get there this season to get the promotion to the championship.
1: Do you communicate with anyone on, on from the Lionesses, from anywhere else? I know you mentioned, you know, Sam Kerr, who's a bit of a legend. No,
4: I just love watching her. Um, She's iconic, um, as everyone knows. So for me, it's just always making sure that I I can see what she's doing. Um, Because at the end of the day, that's the heights that I want to get to as well. So yeah, she's just an insane player and I just love watching her game.
1: Who have you modelled your game on?
4: I'd say a few players, maybe Russo as well. Um, But at the same time, I'm just always trying to concentrate on myself because at the same time, I'm... A different player I'm a different person I've got different things going on in my life to what they have as well so I think it's just making sure that I'm hitting the heights that I personally can with the conditions that I've got and go from there really.
1: How good is it to be part of Ipswich town right now when the club is on such an upward trajectory?
4: It's amazing um, this is my ninth season with town so I've seen it at its lowest and I've now seen it at its highest so for me, it's just great and, it, and it's amazing to be a part of it and the women's team do feel a part of it and, that, and that's the key point of that. Um, the club itself always involve us um, and again, like Mark Ashton will be like, if you want to just pop down to the Portman Road and have a coffee or a catch-up, you can and I've done that. So it's just really nice to be able to like feel a part of it and they're actually going through with it.
1: In terms of the, the season going forward, um, we know that, that the women's side wants to be as successful as possible what are the realistic aims
4: for us it, it, we need to get into the championship we will get into the championship and and that's the goal for now obviously there's going to be a goals every single game that we play um but for now we need to make sure we get to that championship that is just making sure that we're ready for the season and we'll take each game as it comes
1: do you have a message for supporters um you know Ipswich fans who maybe haven't visited you guys who haven't come to watch you guys yet
4: If you haven't been down to the AGL Arena, um, come and see what we're about. The atmosphere itself is amazing down there. Um, It's a great facility, so it'd be good to see you all down there.
1: And something new for you this season. We've heard on the grapevine that you're going to be involved with Town TV. Something completely different for you. How excited are you?
4: I'm very excited. Um, Obviously, when it gets launched, I can't wait to be involved with it. Um, obviously it'd be great obviously I'll be at the men's games even more so yeah yeah I'm really looking forward to that
1: a solid platform for you to dice through the women's highlights as well and some of your goals
4: yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely but for the women's side this is unbelievable we've never had anything like it so um, it's great to see that within the women's game as well
1: it's going to become the Natasha Thomas show isn't it maybe we're looking forward to it
4: thank you hi
1: I'm Kieran McKenna and you're listening to the official Ipswich Time podcast great to hear from Natasha Thomas cannot wait to see how the women's team get on this season whilst we're here at Portman Road let's go and check out what Emma Knight and her team have been up to this summer as they refurbish some of the hospitality areas in the Cobbold stand this place is completely stripped back
5: it is having a complete refurbishment ready for the start of the season we've got lots of work going on in the hall of fame we're having a complete refurbishment new flooring new decoration new furniture it's going to have a completely different feel and we're really excited about it
1: as well as renovation there's going to be a completely different hospitality offering from the hall of fame next season
5: There is. Um, We are now offering um, an arrival drink when you come in. Instead of having a two-course dinner, we're offering um, bowl food. So there'll be waiters and waitresses going round with bowls of food for you to take as you please, and it's unlimited.
1: It feels like with all the refurbishments going on that there's going to be more of a a modern hospitality offering rather than the old-school traditional element.
5: There is. Um, We're certainly doing some work on the Bobby Robson suite too. So we've got a new entry point there. We've got new furniture and crockery going in. We've got um, a, a slightly more, a slightly better feel to our arrival drinks and our service offering um, with new wine lists so we're super excited.
1: And if supporters watching Town TV want to get involved with the hospitality, want to look at the different options, how do they get in touch with you?
5: Uh, they can certainly look on our website and contact our sales team who will be happy to talk them through our packages. As
1: you can hear in the background, loads of work continuing to go on here in the Cobold stand. but. This venue, Portman Road, it's not just about football, is it? There's so much that goes on 365 days a year.
5: There is, yeah. We've got lots of events coming up, especially with Christmas. We've got Christmas party nights, so have a look on our website about those. We have also uh, do lots of conferencing here during the weekdays, um, and we held, hold comedy nights regularly in the Bobby Robson suite. To
1: so get booking on them via the website itfc.co.uk. Perfect. And now for our main feature we are joined by legendary town boss George Burley who says he cannot wait to see what Kieran McKenna and Co get up to at Portman Road this season. How are things?
2: Yeah, great. Um busy with family, um enjoying life, playing a bit of golf, a bit of tennis and um basically, you know, just um enjoying being, you know, out full-time football but um, I've still got a lot of interest. I mean, I come to a lot of the games at Portman Road. Um, I've also got a son-in-law who's assistant manager at Oxford, um, so uh, my my daughter and me and the, the grandson sometimes goes along there, so busy, but um, it's great, you know, I've been living back in Ipswich the last 10 years and seen most of the games, so that's very enjoyable, especially the last couple of years, the whole town's taken off of, you know, the interest from it, I've got grandkids who come and train here on the Thursday. Um, it's great to come and see a lot of old faces at the games, so I'm really enjoying it.
1: You say that you, you come to Portman Road a lot and you're, you're watching a lot of town games. Um, what are your thoughts on, on what Kieran McKenna has achieved here so far?
2: Yes, fantastic, really. Um, you know, Ipswich has always um, had a great support, um, but there's no doubt um, before Kieran came, um, that it was it was slacking. You know, the last sort of you know. Four or five years, six years before it, uh, the crowds went down. The atmosphere wasn't great, but certainly the last two years, it's been fantastic. New owners, new people behind the scenes, so that's been terrific. Because um, Epsies has always been a a football place, you know. Since um, Alf Ramsey, Bobby Robson, and myself playing in Europe, um, great fan base all over the world. Um, you know, when we used to go to Scandinavia. Was a big Ipswich Town fans all over there. Used to always go there pre-season. So we, you know, we are renowned for our football, Ipswich, and it's great to have it back again.
1: You talked about high standards once upon a time, and how this club needs to operate with with a certain level and and, and needs to effectively hold its head up high. How did you maintain those standards in your era?
2: I think it's um, it's how you're brought up. Um, I was very fortunate to be brought up with uh, Bobby Robson. And you know, world-class players. Um, we had um, a tremendous youth set-up, um, and that's where it starts from. You know, habits, continual improvement. Uh, we won the FA Youth Cup um, two out of three years. Then going on as professional playing, you know, we won the FA Cup, UFA Cup. All the players who have been brought through the ranks, all the players who have came to the club, Um, good coaching staff to improve them. Because, you know, it's all very well having players in the club, but you've got to try and improve them. And I think that's what's happened uh, with Kieran in the last couple of years. The players he's brought in, he's he's got good players, but he has improved them as well. So all credit to the coaching staff and and the habits every day. You know, come Monday morning, after a game Saturday, you've got to look to see how you're going to improve and Sir so Bobby Robson, I think he was manager for, for what, 18, 20 years, and he only brought 14 players into the club. And that, that's amazing, you know. And that club were in Europe for some 72 to 82. And that wasn't spending money. That was bringing players in, bringing players through the academy, making them international players, making them top-class players. Um, and, and really, it was a case of being an Nipzig's player and being proud of it and being going out in the field and the practice ground every day to improve yourself.
1: Looking back at what you achieved here at, at Portman Road, um, I mean, it must be an incredible feeling coming back here to, to the, the, the place where you tasted so much success. Um, do you ever sit back and reflect on, on your time here at Ipswich a lot?
2: Yeah, of course, you always look back. But, um, you know, and you, 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 your ups and downs. Um, I was fortunate I had a, quite a lot of success um, so many happy times and um, always think about you know the players you bring through is very, very important and I was always you know no matter what club I was at you know and I think of your Richard Wright and your Kieran Dyer and your Titus Bramble and your Darren Bent and your Darren Ambrose these were all top international players so um, I'm proud of that and that's you know, what Bobby Robson did. You know, we, we had a team of 14 internationals when I when I was a player. So you try to improve players to a standard. And the standard was to get into the Premiership. And thankfully, you know, after four playoffs, we got it to finish fifth in the Premiership. And I would say that's fairly high standard.
1: Do you think this side, led by Karen McKenna, can replicate and, and do something similar to what yours did?
2: Well, they did last season. Um, you can only do what's in front of you and they were certainly, I would say, the best team in the division, uh, the strongest squad, which helps. But when when I look at a team and I look at a manager and I'm going back to the improvement that, that, that's shown up, we've seen that in the team. So now they've got the, the next episode championship and can he keep improving the players? Can he keep the same standards, the same discipline, the same work ethic? And if I think if we can keep doing that, we can get back into the Premiership. So um, that that's always a test, always a big test. Wherever you are, can you keep improving? And I'm sure everybody's um, belief that, um, that with caring we can do that.
1: Conditions have changed, though. Football is... A completely different game uh, at this club you you were, were chaired by David Cheapshanks now it's it's Mark Ashton who looks after things here I mean the structures above uh, a head coach or a manager the definition between a head coach and a manager it's all changed it's such a different world from what football was 20 years ago
2: I think it has changed a lot as you say the way the clubs run the back room you know staff or um but the principles are the same You've got to to keep improving, you've got to work hard, you've got to be disciplined, you've got to have a belief, you've got to have a good leader on that training ground, whether he's a manager or a head coach. The titles are different, but at the end of the day, how the club goes forward is from the manager on that training field. And uh, and as I say, things can change above you, things can change around you, but if you've got that belief and that know-how, to um, engage players, get them believing, encourage them, um, improving the standard, um, enjoying playing for the club, um, you're not going to be far away.
1: Now a bit of fun. Um, You manage some fantastic players in in your time here. Which of those players would work well in Kieran McKenna's team?
2: Any of them. (laughs) Any of them, to be honest. I mean, it's... Football's as far as ability and quality doesn't change. You know. You know, key, you know, Kieran's got get a good set of players, I had a good set of players. And you know, it's very hard to judge one for another. You know, I was lucky with other clubs, you know, at Southampton, you know, I had Gareth Bale, you know, and you know, you had Adam Alana and Ipswich have just talked about the players we had. I mean kieran has got some really good players in the squad, but now the challenge is um to make them better. But certainly you know, it's, the basics are still the same. That will never change. And if you don't work hard enough and if you're not disciplined and if you don't work as a team, you won't win games.
1: We've got some lovely kits on the table. Um, the one to your right, the, the home shirt, uh, very much a throwback to, to your era here at the football club. Um, during July, the, the club are going to be donating money from sales to this kit to to uh, the Derby Rimmer Foundation, something which, of course, Marcus Stewart is, is pushing and raising money for because of his own situation. Have you spoken to him? Do you keep in contact with him?
2: Yeah, well, I've seen Marcus uh, when he was down to the game. You know, out for, you know, seen him, had a drink with him, uh, him and his wife. Um, you know, I think everybody you know feels for him. He's a very positive lad. He, you know, he came here and he you know, was laughing and joking. He's a great personality. And I think he appreciates all the work, um, you know, everybody's doing, especially, you know, the way Ipswich Town are looking after him. Uh, you know, as I say, you know, you know for for, for, his, for such a great cause. And um, But uh, Marcus is, is still bubbling enthusiastic, and that speaks volumes of the attitude he's got. How happy and how positive will he be, knowing that the
1: whole Ipswich Town family is behind him?
2: Well, he does. He, as I say, he was down here a few months ago, and um, we had a good chat. And um, you know, and he, you know, he's never changed. And um, you know, and he keeps saying, oh, I remember, Gaff, I remember that training session you, you did before." And I've been trying to do it with, when I've been taking the players out. So that's nice to hear. But Marcus is a great personality, and he's got a great family behind him, which is so important for him. And now Ipses is his family as well, the way they're treating them, the way they're looking after them and the way they're raising funds for, for his charity. Looking at that home shirt, does it bring back any memories? Yeah, yeah. I mean, loads and loads and of course that, Everybody still keeps talking about the playoff final, you know, and then, of course, with that, the success we had in Europe as well, going to Milan and, and, and Moscow. So, those memories will never go, go away. And, and certainly, looking at that strip, especially with the white arm, arm there, it uh, really um, brings back memories.
1: What about any of the players from today that you'd like to have seen in your team? George Hurst, of course, returned to the club. He's a fantastic player. But if you look at it, there's quality throughout
2: yeah it really is quality you've got pace, you've got qual- you know goal scorers, you've got good defenders you know, very good keeper all the way. but you know your captain mostly is one when i I spoke to him the other day and i said if we, if I was playing against Ipswich I would just get somebody to mark and <laughs> because he means so much for the team. Because he's the leader, he's the one that gets on the ball, you know. He's he's that grafter who who will be there for you all the time. So um, he would be the one, I would say, at the moment. Because you need leaders, you know. We've always had leaders, you know. And Matt, you know, Tony Mowbray, you know, and Matt Holland, and you know, Jim Majolto was another leader. You need leaders on the pitch as well as quality. Some big big players
1: who have played for this football club. Looking at you and your story personally, look, you, you've managed a whole host of clubs. A lot of people will always say that this was your football home. This is where it just felt right for you. Um, the past 20 years has been difficult for this football club. The club is moving in a new direction. Do you ever feel that you could have done more? You could have influenced things more, especially after you departed?
2: No. Um, I mean, after the fact that. It- you know, your hands are tied, you go th- to different I think the clubs. I question's
1: more, any regrets?
2: No, I mean, of course, getting relegated um, with a, a, you know, one of the lows, um, but you think what we've done and we got there. And, the, you know, and I, I was listening to David Moyes um, the other day there and, and he said that people don't realise how difficult it is to play in Europe or, or on a, a Thursday, then in the Premiership on a Sunday. And that was the case, and that was West Ham, who were a big club, a big squad. So we we were playing in Europe on on the Thursday and playing in in the Premiership in the in the Sunday, and that made it really difficult for us. So, but you know, we finished third bottom that year, missed out in the last game of the season. If we would have done that the first season, nobody would have batted an island. I think, well, you give it a good shot to stay in the league. But uh, that, that second season was very difficult. But when you think about finishing fifth, which is still a record for any team that could promoted, we had four playoffs, you know, and we, we didn't have the finance. We had to sell a player every season um, during the you know the championship years where we were able to improve it now. So that was difficult. So you can't look back. Um, but there was no doubt uh, the last season was the most difficult. But, you know, look at the what we achieved before it, the players we brought through. You know the money we had to bring in, um the the joy we brought to the fans, and you know and the people still think about the playoff final. So um yeah, you know, I think you could always say, well, we maybe could have did this and that, and but at the end of the day, you know, the reality was, you know, playing in Europe and in the the Premiership was just too much for us the second season. We sat in the Gaffer's office
1: now in Karen McKenna's office. Thank you for the hospitality, by the way, Karen. Um, if you. As, as a bona fide legend of this football club, had to give him one
2: key bit of advice to succeed at Ipswich Town, what would it be? Keep keep doing what you were doing last season. Um, improving players, winning games, giving ex- excitement for the fans, um, being very level-headed um, from, from every day on that training ground. Um, keep working with your coaching staff. So really, more of the same. Um, the players will believe in him. He hasn't changed it too much. And it's a case of um, trying to get a good start. Um, and once you start and win a few games, that belief thinking, oh, this championship, we can do well here. And who knows where he can go from there? Because um, I certainly get the squad, um, if you can add one or two more to it, to get promotion. Maybe not this season, but the next. So it's a case of more of the same having that work ethic, having that belief, he was brought up, you know, Man United there, which have high standards, you know, so that, I had very high standards under Bobby Robson, which stood me in good stead, so I think, um, yeah, carry carry on, keep going, keep having that belief, and, that can take you back to the Premiership.
1: Any games you're looking forward to watching this season?
2: Well, I mean, everybody's talking about the Norwich games. Of course, uh, <laughs> Derby, and I can, I've got many, many many, happy memories about um, beating Norwich, and I'm sure all the fans are thinking that way, but um, looking forward to it. And I think all the fans have that belief that we're going to do well and even if we have a, a little tricky spell the fans are behind the team they're behind Kevin, and that that, that that will take us a long way this season I'm disappointed in the advice but you didn't say simply beat Norwich make sure you sort them out <laughs> would, well, like, we take that for granted
1: <laughs> absolutely um, George it, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thank you for your time and thank you for coming and joining us at Portmore Road see you next season look forward to it That's it for this episode of the official Ipswich Town podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, subscribe to Town TV, available via the itfc.co.uk website.